2020 changed the trajectory of my life forever. I was 24, succeeding in a job that offered huge financial reward, yet I was unhappy and unfulfilled. My chronic illness, cystic fibrosis, had caused my lungs to bleed and it left me in a hospital bed. Now I left that job and created this podcast and I left that hospital bed to run marathons and prove that we aren't defined by our circumstances, but rather how we respond to them. On this show, we discuss the adversity that my guests and I face and how we overcome that adversity. This is a lot to talk about. G'day guys, welcome back to part two of our Three Mates episode in which we discuss values and the actions that align with those values to show up in the world as the men that we want to be. Um, you would have caught the back end of our part one chat and where that phased out and we're going to be rolling straight back into part two of this conversation. So sit back, grab your popcorn, grab your journal, get ready to dive into part two with Three Mates. Let's go. What I'll do is I'm going to, the way I've addressed this is I've written my five values, my five core values of, of who I am and who I want to be. And then I'm going to do a deeper dive into three of those core values. And, and specifically, there's a reason that I've dived into those three. So from top to bottom in no particular order, I've got relationships slash family. I've got health, purpose, resilience, and authenticity. I sat with this and there was a few that sat just outside of this five that I really considered growth being one of them. And I really put my time and energy into even the value of time, how I value time. And I really thought about it and I thought, well, with my time, these five things are really important. Um, in terms of growth, I feel like these five things allow me to grow as a human being. And so the reason I come to these particular five is I think they've been absolute paramount in my survival through some of the challenges of my life but they're absolutely paramount when I look at not just surviving but thriving from here on out and so um, I guess a lot of people have heard me talk about health in detail and and you boys have covered health so that's not one in particular I want to cover today and you know I've definitely spoken about resilience at length when it comes to my cystic fibrosis and you know coming through the other side of lung bleeds and running the marathons and I feel as though I can confidently put my hand up and say, hey, I show up in the world resiliently and I am durable. Amen but to that. the reason I wanted to, to cover the other three in particular was, um, as I do and as I've described on the last episode of the pod, maybe I have what would some would identify as a little bit of a weird habit to um, play the cinematic orchestra and think deeply <laughs> at the same time. And so... No, not weird. Um, the other day, I had a 20-minute drive ahead of me out to Thoreau to see a good friend of ours, Zachy Bids. And as I was driving out, I didn't feel like listening to a pod. I felt like thinking and speaking out loud. And, and so I played some cinematic orchestra and, and got to my best thinking. And I was thinking about just life, the big question of like, what's life? Right. And I remember hearing this acronym one time. Someone said that they say that life is love in full effect. And I thought... Well, I believe to live life to the fullest is to love fully. And to love fully is to love for me, three things. To love who I am, to love the people I surround myself with, and to love what I do. And so when I look at those three things, I would say that to love who I am is authenticity, the value of authenticity. To love the people I surround myself with, I would say relationships, connection, but particularly family, 
because for me, family is not just blood, but it's the people I'm bringing into my life to take with me for the rest of my journey. And that third thing, to love what I do, is to, to do something that feels purpose-driven. So I want to dive into those three things in particular. I'll, I'll leave with authenticity because I think it all starts with, with the self, right? And particularly with myself. And authenticity for me has been incredibly important because on other episodes of our pod, I've spoken about insecurity. Now, I'm someone who I feel as though I'm a different cat to maybe some because of the experiences that I've had in life, because of the challenges that I've been dealt. But authenticity to me, the way I define it is looking in the mirror and and loving the man that's staring back at me. And that is very relevant to today's topic because I think loving the man staring back at me most directly reflects to the values I hold and then the way I show up in the world. Like for me, where there is a disconnect with the action and the values. I don't think that should be slept on. That's no easy feat. That's quite noble. Oh, for, for sure. And there have been times where I haven't loved the reflection staring back at me, not because of who I was at the core, but because of the way that I let insecurity run my life and the way I let it dim my light and dim the way that I showed up authentically, the way that I let it silence my voice and, and put me in the corner of the room. And so for me, authenticity is super important. And I just think about the action that's really important to me to make sure that I am showing up in the world authentically. And for me, it's this, it's this challenge of saying no to things that don't serve me. I feel as though specifically because of what I do as a career and because I think I have, I think my reputation outside of my immediate inner circle is that Brad's a nice guy who wants to add value to people's lives and is the guy that goes for a coffee with anyone and everyone at any given time and and jumps when people say jump and ask how high and he's the guy that wants to serve so consistently and so often but that especially in the last couple years of my life has come at a real stress I was speaking to um, a guy that I filmed a podcast today with Josh Hares, um, founder of Porter James Sport, and we both connected on this, this challenge of having big, a big list of acquaintances. Like I feel like I've grown up and spent 26 of my 27 years in Wollongong, and I feel so privileged and so grateful that over the course of the last three and a half years, and, and even greater than that, even when I was in real estate, but over the course of particularly the last three and a half years, as I've pursued my dreams and, and my goals, so many people have gotten behind me and supported me and championed me. So many people have been there to cheer me on from the side. And so I almost feel as though I owe every one of those people something. Mm. I forget that the reason they've championed me is because of the value I provide and the way that I show up in the world. Mm. But I almost feel as though... I have to say yes to like, hey, can we go for an hour of coffee? I want to pick your brain about the podcast. Oh, yeah, sweet. And I, and I think I've got to do that because otherwise they'll think I'm a bad person or I've got to do that because otherwise then maybe they won't support me. And I'm, and I'm so grateful for the people who support me because I need an audience for this to, and I want an audience because I want to add value to people. But I didn't realize how much stress that put on me and how much it took away from my authenticity because it put me in a place where there was genuinely a period over the last, and, and it's even been recently too, where I find myself avoiding things that used to be fun for me. Like I avoid going down to North Beach okay. to start a run and have a swim. 
because it genuinely puts a weight of stress on my shoulders that will I've got shit to do once I've finished that run, swim, coffee with mates and I want to be back home and I just know I'm going to bump into too many people and I'm going to feel bad if I say, hey, good to see you, but I don't have time to to stop and chat. And so I find myself going down the other end of the beach here or I say to you guys, can we meet at Rock Pools because I know that I'm not going to bump into anyone. Mm. And, And I'm also like, well, I want to be present for the people I genuinely care about. And I care about all of the people I would consider acquaintances and I care about human beings in general. But for me, like the particular small, really tight knit group of mates we've got, my partner, Soph, my family, I want to be there for good quality time with them. Mm. And when I'm with them, I want to be present with them. I don't want, I've, I've almost created this, this or allowed this behavior that people can come into my space interrupt me in the middle of a conversation with my people not just to say g'day though but then feel like they can stand there for 15 or 20 minutes i'm like and i'm too nice to say hey like i'm spending some time with my sister or my mom yeah like good to see you man but hey i'm just going to get back to them and it and it frustrates me because i don't know how to communicate it and it chips away at me and, and puts a level of stress on me that at the end of last year, I went, as we've discussed before, I went on a trip to America for two weeks with this, this thought that, well, I'm going to move away to another country to develop my career, but also, because, fuck, I feel like I need to shed myself of this expectation to be everything for everyone. Mm. And I had to pull myself up when I was away from my friends and my family in it was particularly in in LA where I was sitting there by myself every day and I was like hold on I don't want to be by myself I just want to be able to say no to the people who aren't in that circle yeah like what I'm I'm now compromising who I am at the core and what is really important to me like how I need to authentically move through life because of I'm worried about saying no to people I'm worried about removing that weight of expectation from my shoulders and so I, I've realized that, you know, better to be at, at war. Well, what do they say? They say better to be at war with the world than at war with yourself. Yeah. You know, and, and at peace with yourself. And sorry, I'm, I've butchered that. Better to be at know. peace with yourself and at war, war with, with the, the world, world than at peace with the world and at war with yourself. Yeah. And that's where I've been this last couple of years. And so for me to show up authentically in the world, I genuinely need to learn to say no to things relationships that don't serve me yeah what i think what strikes me in you saying that it's it's about access like Mm. how accessible are you to people and you can't be accessible to everyone because then it's like there's only so much of your energy that you can distribute yeah and you're trying to put your energy into certain things that everything outside of that is a tax almost so it's like it's like it's not reciprocal because they're asking something of you whether it's advice or whether it's mentorship or whether it's um you know emotional support but you haven't necessarily lent on them for that so it's like this this reciprocity where you're like hey wait a minute you're just taking more than you're given here (laughs) yeah and you're allowing that by opening yourself to everyone because you're identifying as the nice guy that has a chat with anyone, the nice one that anyone can have a, grab a coffee with. But it's like, man, it's not sustainable. 
think like the way you're living life doesn't allow for growth if people are constantly have access to you and you don't yeah. have any time for yourself it's or like do boundaries. the stuff that you want. A hundred percent. Alex and Mosey talks about this, like instead of manifestation, he talks about like negative manifestation. Mm. Like manifest the situation that you're in now. If you don't change what'll happen in twenty years, people are constantly biting at your heels or nipping at your ankles for your time and attention. And for the last twenty years you haven't been able to prioritise yourself or your growth. Like that should instill enough fear to want to make change. Yeah, definitely. Does does that do those words like resonate with you? Like accessibility, hundred percent boundaries. Because I feel like it's just a boundary thing. A hundred percent, it does. And almost I, I've questioned before whether, and and maybe this is caring too much about what other people think. But like, if I'm not accessible, if I'm not open to the coffee, the conversation, the time with everyone, then. I'm not the man that I say I am. And I'm like, no, because I know if we talk about that integrity piece again, I know at the, at the core of the way that I'm acting, there is principle, moral, I'm showing up in the world according to my values. I've just got to stop allowing people access. Mm. And, and when we talk about quality, not quantity, I want to be there for the people that I love. Mm. I, want, I don't want to be an average partner, an average son, brother, best mate because i'm worried about what joe blow down the fucking beach thinks about whether i gave him 10 minutes or not yeah you know I what i mean i was gonna say then what do you think the biggest emotion for you is to overcome in terms of it's it when you say no to people do you fear the rejection or fear like the what they'll think about you like what's they'll your look at you differently yeah, or like something. what's your biggest like resistance to change um may, maybe it's that oh, i've Maybe it's I've understood the assignment of showing up according to my purpose. You know, if the purpose is to uplift and inspire hope in others, I think I have to do that in every single interaction. Uplift yeah, and inspire hope in everybody. Yeah. <laughs> yeah what's, your, what's your biggest resistance to change from that? Like, what are you... Maybe, maybe, maybe just the way that people... Because the of, perception if, that people have of me. If you know that you need to serve you, then there should be no resistance to change. But I feel as though there's a piece in you that... It's like the judgment from someone when you're like, oh, sorry, mate, I'm busy. You don't, you, I feel as though that's the piece that's like the mm. hardest for you to change. Whereas like, obviously you want to prioritize yourself, but it's got to be the detriment to something else. Like I'm just trying to figure out what that detriment is. We'll think the, the detriment, maybe just the, the common perception that I'm the nice guy that allows everyone access, which I don't necessarily, like when I say it out loud, it sounds funny because it's not even something I value but I'm like, yeah, you try those glasses and you'll be the bad boy yeah. for a bit. <laughs> well, I'm thinking, because I'm even thinking like, <laughs> I'm even thinking like, as I say it, as I say it out loud and I really think about it, like, I can't keep moving through the world this way. And I was, I was willing to sabotage myself by thinking about, do I literally need to move out of where I am? and be more selfish there that I don't allow too many people in? That's mm. what, okay, maybe this is it. Maybe the challenge is I've already allowed so many people access that I have to push people out. See. And that feels uncomfortable, pushing people outside of... It's almost saying like, sorry, mate, I've got to revoke that membership. Yeah, yeah but like flick the switch. Like if someone did that to you, if you were trying to constantly get their time or the attention, then they were just like, mate, sorry, I'm busy. You'd almost respect it in a sense. Oath, you'd respect it. Mm. Oath, but yeah. I've, um, for privacy of the person, I won't say who it is, but... I've um, someone very close to me has been having a very similar issue and mm. in their workplace they've found that 
their client base is leaning on them for more than just what they're providing through work. So it's a service-based industry, but this person's ended up being, you know, life coach, therapist, um, emotional support because they they gave that membership out. They wanted to be there. I just got marketing services here. (laughs) You got the wrong number. (laughs) So they gave that access to all of their client base and it created a really beautiful community of people that could access this person and... But then it's not sustainable and they got to a point of overwhelm and I can't keep being this and I'm losing myself because they always need this from me and and this is every single day. And her 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 issue was <laughs> her issue was um she's like, Well, like this is what they expect from me. This is what this is how I've shown up all the time. I can't just change now. I said, respectfully, you can. Because you don't owe them anything for Mm. them to be in your presence is a beautiful privilege and for them to have the right to access you um is just simply like they just simply don't have the right so you can revoke that membership um to protect your energy here it's all Mm. we protect your energy but i i think there's a lot of validity to it you need to protect your energy because you know you know when you're in spaces that are fueling or which ones are draining and Mm. if you're finding yourself like like this person I'm speaking of that was just drained by the access that everyone had to them. It's like you need to start to pull that back, revoke some memberships. And the people who don't respect that were just leeches and parasitic to your energy. But the ones that do respect that are probably valued people within your community that you gain to have a better relationship with because they respected your boundaries. For sure. So I think anyone with your best interest at heart won't take offense to pushing them back a step. Well, I almost think just what you yeah. said there, the both of you boys, like I thought, isn't that a test of character for the people that you have to say, hey, I need to take a step back here because how they respond is probably a good sign of whether they deserve to be exactly right within that access yeah. or not. Anyone that's got your best interests at heart will understand or be like, oh, hey, how can I best serve you if I'm not constantly asking for attention? What's the next best thing I can do? Exactly for sure. Right. Yeah. What's what's one action you can take moving forward from here that's going to help you establish those boundaries or cement the person that you want to be in terms of you're not here for everyone. You can't be the, the server for everyone. I just think valuing my, my time more and valuing that like, I think, I think putting actual, and Soph actually made this recommendation to me the other day. She said, maybe it's... Um, said stop farting in bed yeah that that's she said that many times but um if i talk about this particular day her advice was maybe it's a it's a thing for you that when you wake up in the morning and you take that first hour of your day before you go out for a run and you listen to a pod just writing like what are the key things that i want to achieve today and understanding that throughout that day like this is what i need to put my time to and anything that falls outside of that like doesn't serve you on that given day and being strict to it and being strict to it so i think just being stricter with my routines and i think part of the reason i've allowed so much access is when i left my career and moved into you know being my own boss as such people see you as like a a flexible and moldable character so that you can fit them in wherever you know, wherever they want to be, wherever they need to be to fit their schedule. But it's like, no, I've still got to have a schedule. I've still got shit that I need to get done. Mm. It might not be as rigid as your nine to five, but it's important to me. So it's it's just valuing and, and respecting my own time and my own schedule now. Yep. Yeah, so, the, the power of no. The 
power of no. Hundred percent. Respectfully, no. <laughs> Respectfully, no. And not the 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 next step of that is not needing to give them a reason. What do you mean no? Yeah. Why not? Because no. Like, because no. Because any reason I give you is something that you're just going to try to invalidate. Oh, that's sure. not a good enough reason for you to brush me off. It's like, no, <laughs> just no. Yes, it is. <laughs> I think um, a podcast you did with, was it um, Jade Spooner? Yep. She spoke about that. And mm. it was like so fierce the way she was speaking on it. No, and I don't actually need to give you a reason because if you don't respect my no, then you don't respect me. I'm like, that's gangster. That I love is it. gangster. Um, the second one I'll speak about is is this concept of family, right? And so, you know, people have heard me talk time and time again about how blessed I have been to be born into the family that I was born into. Two beautiful parents, an amazing sister, and, you know, an amazing extended family. My, my nan and pop live below us. My aunties upstairs. I've got other beautiful aunties and uncles. And unfortunately, my my mum's parents aren't with us anymore, but they were a beautiful part of my life. Or my nan, my, my other grandfather passed before I was alive. But family for me is already very cemented and, you know, we just spoke about it there in particular, um, our friendships and like the inner circle and how important that is to me to make sure that I get quality time with you guys and, and that friend group. But I guess when I think about family and the thing that's been on my mind a lot lately is now that I have an amazing partner who I'm building an incredible relationship with, I think about family, not just in the immediacy, but in the long term and the family that I want to create. And so for me, that value of having really solid focus on, and maybe that's why this thing around allowing access is becoming really important to me now, because I think, well, as I step into the next role of my relationships as a, as a father, as a dad, something I'm really excited about for the years to come, time is going to be a little thinner than it is now. I'm not going to have all of the time. I can't be so selfish with my time. It becomes about those little humans who I, I want to care, love for, and be present for. And so when I think about family, it's to recognize, not, not only to love my people, to recognize the value they add to my life and to be present with them and recognize that they won't be here forever. You know, you hear parents talk about children all the time saying that, man, they're not going to be toddlers forever. Like cherish that time when they're young because there will be a point when they hit like 14, 15 where they're like, mm-hmm. catch you later, folks. Like I want to be out with my mates doing my mm-hmm. thing. And so, you know, I'm so grateful that, as a, as a young man, I probably valued my my dad, my mum, my sister more than I did my, my friends growing up in the way that I would prefer to spend time with, with my family. Mm. But I'm like, oh, my kids might not be like me. So, you know, when that time comes, I, I really want to put emphasis and focus on showing up for them and being the best man I can. I think it's why I've put so much time and attention into this last couple of months in particular about asking myself, you know, who do I want to be as a man? Mm. You know, how do I want to show up in the world? How do I want to provide? How do I want to be present? How do I want to make sure that I'm the best version of me so that the energy that my kids pick up on, the energy that becomes a part of my children and my family environment is something that I'm proud of. I don't want, I don't want negative traits, scars, um, bad behavior to, to be a part of what my children experience yeah. in my home. Yeah. So that that's really important. Book somewhere it's like a child's first language is energy. Mm. Yeah. Is it? Did we listen? Was it Leo Stone said something like this on nope, stage? That's my quote. Yeah. You're <laughs> <right>. <laughs> I read this in a book. I made this up one time. Journal. <laughs> um, Leo Stone said something like that, right? Like our children pick up on our energy first, and I'm like, 
So mm. for me, I think that's something more so looking to the future, but the importance of, of loving my people. And, and you know, Ryan Shelton did say at the Imperfect Show Live too, no, Foons did, um, <laughs> that he's realised that the purpose of life or the meaning of life is connection. Mm. And, and it's so true. Like I, I look at how challenging this year has been in so many regards, but the thing that's kept a smile on my face and, and allowed me to feel so grounded and, and happy and excited is just the love I have for, you know, my partner, my family, you guys, and, and the connections that I have in my life. I feel so rich for that. Mm. And, and speaking to Katarina Kuhn weeks ago, the neuroscientist, Kat said to me, Brad, I know the way that you're wired and I, and I understand based off the conversations that we've had thus far that no success will mean anything to you in life if it comes at the jeopardy or at the cost of your people. Yeah. Your people are the most important part of your success, being able to share it with them. So that's why family relationships is valued so highly for me. And and I guess as, as far as the action goes, I, I can honestly hand on heart say that I, I exhibit the action required to respect and love those people. I am, that is the one area of my life in which I do not question myself. Yeah, definitely. Is it's obvious. I, I show up and I love my people wholeheartedly and I give so much to my people and it gives so much back to me and they give so much back to me. It's a, you know, it's, the value is congruent there between both sides. And I guess the third thing is purpose. And purpose is something that maybe listeners of the podcast have heard me speak about a detail and i know it's a conversation the three of us quite consistently have and quite a a lofty term it is quite a lofty term the the way that i've done a lot of work around it though a lot of work around it the way that i would define purpose is asking us well i ask myself consistently two questions and i got this from jay shetty i won't claim this jay shetty says um to understand your purpose or to discover your purpose or to craft it, you can ask yourself two questions. Firstly, what am I good at? What am I passionate about? Or what am I gifted at? What are my gifts? And then how can I use those things in service of others? And so for me, what I identified over the course of the last few years in particular is a purpose to uplift and inspire hope in others through story. So storytelling and story is something I loved and have been passionate about and feel like I genuinely have gifts within that space to to tell, to share, to connect with people through story is really important to me and it feels natural. And then how can I use that to serve others? Will that uplift and inspire piece is really important to me because my particular story has been challenging and it's come with, you know, a level of resilience that I've needed to acquire to make sure that I survived and, and then thrived through it. And I think the ability to, to help other people see the good in them, the power in them to, to share what I've found to be powerful and good within me and good within others that I get on the podcast as a really um, valuable way of giving back to people. So for me, that would be the purpose piece. The other thing that comes to mind is Mel Robbins, psychologist and um, just an incredible mind. Mel says that she thinks as human beings, we all have a shared purpose, the purpose to show up authentically and express that. And, you know, I think that comes back to that first piece around authenticity Mm. and you know, conversation I had with Josh Hares today, um, once again, founder of Porter James Sport. I asked him the question, what do you think your purpose in life is, Josh? And he said to me, I don't think that I, I define a, a clear purpose as far as a mission statement goes, but I feel as though I have purpose in many areas of my life. There is a purpose for the way that 
I, I serve my people. There's a purpose for the way that I um, build and and run my brand. There's a purpose for my health. And he said, I feel like I have many purposes, but maybe the they fall under the umbrella of being the best version of myself and showing up in the world that way. And mm. And so I think purpose can be defined in so many different ways, but I think what purpose has to give you is a sense of meaning, a sense of understanding that you're time and energy is is powerful your time and energy has the power to help others mm. and and i would argue that people overcomplicate purpose you know it's been common when i've asked people this question what do you think your purpose in life is they reply with a goal they have mm. oh my purpose is to lose five kilos by next month i'm like no no that's a goal like that's measurable it's specific Mm. A purpose is overarching. You may actually never fully achieve your purpose. It's actually hard to quantify or measure. But I would say that people overcomplicate it by thinking it's something that only A-list celebrities or sporting stars or people who are out achieving greatness and doing something quite different or left of center, they think that, oh, those people have purpose, but I'm a regular Joe Blow who works nine to five and has a couple of kids. Mm. Man, you may have the biggest purpose in the world to, to be a loving dad to be a supportive mum, to be a caring friend. These purposes can be so simple, but sometimes simple is profound. It's I haven't done as much um, work around purpose as I'd like, and it's always so, so thought-provoking for me when I hear you talk about it um, because it's, it's almost like a superpower that you're waiting to be gifted. It's like... Here's your God-given gift and there's your purpose. You know, I was born for this. There's my purpose. And I guess I haven't been gifted my purpose yet, but I also haven't sought it out. But just listening to you speak now, I was thinking, what is my purpose? And whilst maybe vague, and I'll, I'll try to draw more into it, but I just was thinking my purpose is to live intuitively and honestly in the direction of good so that for me is to live intuitively with honesty in the direction of good so that i don't know that just feels like something i want to maybe unpack a little bit um and i think it's asking yeah, like yourself the word intuitively doesn't have a specific end point i think it's going to be like every day you're going to make different like, decisions it's like, like feeling it's into like it uncover itself yeah and I would say that like the just, way that you show yeah. up as a friend is, is incredibly serving to, I know to myself, I can say for Foons too, where you show up with honesty, you are, you are very, it feels, it feels as though as a friend you're always very present in the space we're in and I think it's, it's incredible to be in friendship with you because of those qualities that you exhibit and I think that is such an important purpose and it's almost as though <laughs> you've ever heard that Ricky Gervais skit where he talks about dogs and the roles that dogs have been given in life and he's like have you ever heard of this no. where he's like um, <laughs> you're a great friend Joe you ever heard yeah. that story about dogs because <laughs> you're a dog yeah. um, the one with fleas <laughs> Ricky Gervais is like ah, oh, you know so when God was like giving um, dogs their their roles in in the world and I won't go fully into it he's like uh, Jack Russell's and they're like huh? he's like you guys are, are hunting rats and they're like, oh yeah, that's going to be so good. Like going around hunting rats, how good? He's like, um, golden retrievers and they're like, yeah. He's like, 
um, you guys have to go retrieve ducks from water and they're like, oh, how good, how good, fuck yeah, this is the best. <laughs> and like, then he's like, <laughs> the joke is he's like poodles, you get to sit in handbags, like that sort of thing. And then he goes, um, um, Ro- I think it's Rohegian Ridgebacks and they're like, yeah. He's like, you guys hunt lions and they're like, oh, what? <laughs> but it's like, I think if you think oh, of <laughs> dogs and their purpose, that's evolved over time because they don't serve those roles anymore. So I think as human beings, we have to understand that the purpose we exhibit at one space or place in our life, much like our values, can be seasonal. Mm. And so right now, this feels like my purpose, but that may evolve and change as I move through life as a man, as I feel like new things pop up that feel as though I can add more value to the world in that way. Mm. The same way that I'm sure when I bring children into the world, my purpose will change and shift where I'm like, this is what life is about. And this excites the hell out of me. And and yeah, I still want to storytell and get on stage and do my thing. But I have the opportunity to do that within my household every day in a way that I will be able to sit back and smile as that flourishes and grows into um, these little human beings becoming big personalities and being out in the world themselves. So I think it's easier to pigeonhole purpose. It's easier to think as though um, you don't deserve one. And, and I would compel people to understand that purpose isn't um, just an exercise of discovery, but rather an exercise of development. Mm. You know, it's about not oh, just like finding that. purpose, but crafting purpose. And and sometimes like that. that means you will ask yourself questions around what are my gifts or what do I love? What am I passionate about? And how can I use that to serve others? And you'll find answers to those questions and then you'll act upon those answers. And sometimes it will lead you down paths that may not be the path you take for the rest of your life. Um, and it doesn't have to be the right answer or the right action that you first find. It's, it's an ever-evolving process. And the idea is to get excited about the fact that as a human being, whether you believe it or not, you have gifts you have things that you're good about. You would have things that you're passionate about. Discover them, understand them, and then ask yourself, not just how does this serve me, but how can I use this to serve the greater good? Mm. And we all have ways of doing that. And it doesn't have to be, you know, you don't have to be Mother Teresa or Confucius. You know, sometimes, you know, it starts at home. So think simply, but purpose is a big part of my life. And I guess, you know, already having thought a lot about it and acted a lot on my purpose, the action or the... almost call it the challenge that I have for myself in this space of my life is being less sexy about purpose because I think for me there has been a a romance or a romantic feeling that's come with expressing the purpose that put me on the trajectory of the podcast to connect with people to share to the greater community to share to a greater audience to be on stage because it's it's cool and it's fun and it's vibrant. I've created almost this limiting belief that for me, purpose and meaning can't exist in maybe duller or more challenging spaces within my life. Like I almost had this limiting belief for a long time that, and I'll be on, I'll be really honest here. So this is where this thought come about. So through 2021, through the second lockdown of um, second COVID lockdown, I was given an opportunity for, th- for a couple of months to go back to my old career in real estate and, and help the company that I was working with sell some, some projects, some off-the-plan property. 
And I remember making the decision to go back, knowing that I was going back to work with good people and grateful for the opportunity to make money, but saying to myself that, oh, this is just short term and I can't be excited about it and I can't be happy about it. And um, unfortunately, the stability and sustainability of making money in that environment can't coexist with purpose or happiness, right? And so I went into it with this terrible mindset and then was scratching my head at like three months when I'm crying in my car, you know, outside of my apartment building, wondering why I'm, I've lost all of the vibrancy that I had within me before I started back in this position. I'm like, because you had this belief in your head that happiness and purpose couldn't coexist in that space. What a limiting belief and, and how, um, I guess, how, how selfish of you or maybe not selfish, maybe how silly of you to preach on stage to people that purpose is important and life-changing, but at the same point in time, you've been limiting in the way that you see your purpose showing up in your life. And so I, I'm challenging myself now that as I move through life and, and going back to that previous point of being flexible with the approach and resolute with the outcomes, that as life challenges me and directions change and I have to pivot, that purpose is always a part of me, not just when it's sexy, not just when I'm on stage or when I'm behind the mic, but that purpose is, is a part of me always. And actually that purpose shouldn't add stress to my life, but it should add a level of excitement and energy to my life. Because if I'm putting an expectation on my purpose or I'm saying that my purpose can only exist in this arena, then I'm robbing myself of the opportunity to ask the old lady at the park bench who's sitting next to me while I'm waiting for my coffee. Hey, how's your day? How you doing? Talk to me about yourself. And, and having the opportunity to uplift and inspire her through that conversation. Mm. And so for me, it's, it doesn't have to be sexy. It can be so simple. And sometimes simple is often the most profound way of, of, of moving through purpose in our lives. Yeah, absolutely. And um, at an hour 48, we know simple. <laughs> we have men of very few, few but words. profound words we don't like to say much but when we do you can't stop us um so i guess for but me no, i agree with you man i agree yeah with you. For, for me that is the five core values so i'll just run through them again relationships slash family and, and more particularly understanding that family is is not just um god-given but rather chosen for me moving forward and creating for me moving forward mm -hmm. health purpose, resilience, and authenticity. And yeah, they're, they're five things or five values that I know that if I show up in the world according to those values, they are, they are values that are going to ground me as a man. Mm -hmm. And I guess to specifically identify the question you asked, Ferns, of what's something to remove from my life, I think it's to remove, to remove, to remove the expectation that I have to be everything for everyone. I think, I think it's a, you know, it's, it, it goes back to that quote, that Mike Tyson quote, and I'm not going to do his voice again, but like <laughs> a friend of everybody is an enemy to, to themselves. And, and I'm very aware of the fact that I've allowed, I've allowed so many people's perceptions and the insecurities that I've allowed to creep in because of that to dictate the way that I show up in the world for too long. Mm. When I went to see Jay Shetty up in Brisbane, he brought a girl up on the stage that was struggling at the moment. Not the exact same scenario as you, but in the sense that she had 
a kid that she was looking after. She was working. She was constantly putting all these other things first before herself. And Jay Shetty, Shetty said, I want you to serve you first and then what you have left over, you serve other people mm. instead of the other way around. Instead of putting everyone else first and then whatever remnants are left over, you use for yourself, put yourself first and then what's left, you use to serve others. Starts with you, right? Mm. Maybe that's a message I need to listen to a little bit more because I preach it. Man, I preach it. Mm. <laughs> I, when I'm on the phone to my family, hey, it starts with you. Yeah. Look after yourself. Be more selfish. Do do more for you. You've done plenty for me. Like, what about you? Ask yourself that do you question. Need anything? Now. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm just like I'm, I'm so I'm just such a dickhead. Like sometimes I, you know, I'm I'm the man who preaches but doesn't exactly. I wouldn't say a dickhead. I'd say blissful ignorance. Yeah, <laughs> it's blissful ignorance, and it's and it's maybe almost fooling myself because I think. I don't think anyone can truly be everything or everything they're capable of or show up in the world and achieve everything that they are capable of achieving if they're not somewhat serving themselves. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that's why this exercise is so good because boys, we've identified our values. We've spoken into existence the way we want to or are or aren't showing up in accordance with those values. So yeah, let's get... Let's get intentional and serious about about living it. A hundred percent. Yeah. Any final words, boys, before we, we wrap this thing up? Uh, nothing off the top, mate. I think I've said everything I need to say. It was um, a good exercise for me anyway, and just getting a bit of um, feedback from you guys as I was speaking as well just makes me think of certain things that I said in a different way, so I really appreciate that. Yeah. Yeah, uh, not too much for me other than um, I think you should be um, – show yourself a lot of grace foons obviously accountability is one of my core values um but in light of the situation you um were in last week it's it's done and it's time to be better and i'm excited to see you embark on that and also brad um you know what you got to do set those boundaries and honor them for yourself and see how the the reactions of people um play out because I don't think they're going to be as scary as you might think. You're mm. not going to be as unliked as you might think. Um, so, yeah. Thanks, guys. I love it. Thanks so much, boys. I, I always appreciate and very much look forward to these episodes because they feel... I had a, I had a beautiful message, actually, a couple of weeks ago off the back of, um, I believe it was the identity episode we done, where a gent similar age to us reached out and said, hey... I love what you're creating for men here. I love the community that you're creating for the men who feel as though they don't get opportunities consistently enough to talk about these things, who feel as though maybe their friendship groups at the moment aren't, aren't open to this conversation, who feel as though maybe they don't have the time, attention, the money or the resource to, to go and find these conversations and, and hear these messages. And, and I love that this feels so practical with the homework that I mean, you don't have to be sitting here as one of us three guys to do this. You can take the homework and do it at home. Discuss it amongst your mates. Like it feels so interactive. And, and so I'm very grateful for, that you, for you boys to be here, um, you know, adding value to the audience, but adding value to, to my life. And I know it would be the same for you guys because I learned so much from these and fuck, it just fills my cup. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, we don't know where to start. We don't know where to finish, but this is the work that we're doing. Um, so for anyone listening, yeah, join in, join in on the work because it's so fulfilling to us. So figuring out as we go, that's it. We're figuring out work that's in it. progress, baby. Well, thank you guys so much for tuning in and 
I'm sure we'll be catching you at the next one with a, another hot topic. Cheers, guys. Thanks, guys. Thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of A Lot To Talk About. It means the world that you guys are in my corner, that you continue to listen to the show every week. And if you could do me a massive favor by following the podcast on whichever platform you listen to it and sharing this episode in particular with just one friend that you feel would benefit from it, that would mean the world to me and it would help the show grow. The more the show grows, the bigger the guests we get on, the more that we can do and the more we can share and support you guys, the listeners, the viewers of the show. Before I go, I want to pay my respects and recognise the traditional custodians of the land on which we meet and record this podcast. The Aboriginal culture has such a rich history in storytelling and as a passionate storyteller, I really hope that the stories we share and connect with on the show can allow the many cultures that now call this beautiful land Australia their home to come together and continue to respect the stories and the culture that make this the land it is today. Thank you so much for tuning into A Lot To Talk About. I'll catch you next week.